Let's turn to the word of the Lord to be comforted and strengthened this morning. I want to continue in our series on Ephesians 4.11, and that is speaking on the DNA of Jesus. You know, you can never grow into what you're to become unless you know who you are, unless you're identified. And Christ has given you an identity. Your parents gave you an identity. Your culture has given you an identity. Your friends that you grew up gave you an identity. How many of you know none of it is as good as Jesus' identity for you? He knows what he made you for. He formed you to become a son of God and to grow through the giftings and the glory that God has within you. And we are looking at Ephesians 4.11 and we're seeing this, that God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, to equip the saints for the work of service or ministry, for building up the body of Christ. What I want to help you understand now, we've shown you the apostolic prayer, we've shown you what the scripture means, now I want to go deeper into it so that you can identify. That's the word for the day, that you can identify with it. If we'll look at all the analogies that Paul puts into this verse, he says this, that these five gifts that are given to the body of Christ, they are graces that are given to us, the body of Christ. That body reference is important because he uses the analogy of growing up. He says this, until we all attain to mature manhood. He says, to the measure of the full stature of Jesus. No longer children tossed around. We are to grow up in every way in him. The whole body, joined and held together, makes the body grow. Do you get the analogies here? And so the birth of the church is a little baby, pretty little baby. Nice little baby. It became a rebellious little (laughs) toddler. We needed a reformation. How many of you know them teenage years? We need that reformation. We almost lost the direction of our identity. How many of you know in the 20th century it was known as the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the church is maturing and rediscovering the fullness of what God has. We as a body, universal, around the world, are growing up into the stature of Christ. Many times, persecution, struggle, trial, those growing pains are the things that cause us to mature. And so Paul is telling us that the body is going to mature and we will reach, somebody say amen, we will reach to the full stature of the maturity of Christ. How many of you can't wait for that? We're going to put the foolish things, the childish things away, and we're going to grow in depth of knowledge and wisdom of the Spirit and understanding. I'm looking for a church that no longer is in the back seat of the car saying, he touched me, I don't like this, he sprinkles, we dunk. No, God doesn't want that. He wants us to grow up. Now, here's the key. What is going to change us from children being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and the deceitful cunnings of men? What's going to change us? He gave us the solution. He said it's fivefold. The apostolic, prophetic, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. That fivefold. Why would, now consider this, why would those five graces or gifts cause us to grow up and look like Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. 
because those five graces are in fact the very DNA of Jesus himself. How many of you know what DNA is? Do you remember this? For some strange reason, I remembered the word for DNA back from, I don't know, junior high science class. It was like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Do you remember that? Well, deoxyribonucleic acid is what DNA stands for. It is the code by which every one of us is made. In every cell is a code of DNA to who you are. I believe that this is, in fact, this is my opinion, not Scripture, but I, I actually believe that is, in fact, the code that's going to put you back together at the resurrection. When he calls out your DNA, though you may have died 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, your ashes are all over this planet, <laughs> the molecule. When he calls back the DNA of Joan of Arc or whoever, I don't know why that came to me, but boom, that new body will come back together. It's, it's the identifier. It's it what makes you you. You have the DNA. We can test your DNA to see what your parents were looking like, who they were. You got their DNA, who got their DNA, who got their DNA of the ancestors. Well, this fivefold is literally the DNA of Jesus. That's why we're going to grow up to look like him. The spirit came in us that holds the very DNA of Christ. Does this make sense to you? DNA is made up of five parts. Huh, who'd have thunk? Four nucleic acids and one deoxyribo. That's the spine that puts these four nucleic acids in different sorts and codes that wrap together on the helix of this deoxyribo spine, which holds it together and makes you, you. Five parts to DNA. Doesn't that sound fascinating? And so there are five components to the DNA of Jesus. And that spine that holds it together is the apostle. The other parts are the prophets, evangelists, shepherd, teacher. It's his DNA. If this church is going to win the lost and make the enemy Jesus' footstool, and to bring the kingdom into the earth so that everyone will see Jesus as Lord, the body of Christ has to grow into the maturity to look like him, talk like him, act like him. We need his DNA. And that's what the fivefold ministry is. It's beyond simply office gifts. It's in fact here for all of us. How do you get the DNA of Jesus? The Spirit of God comes and dwells in us. He puts the DNA in us, and we are born from above, given a new identity and a new nature. We're taken out of Adam and his failed DNA, and we are put into Christ and have a new nature and a new identity so that we will grow up to be like him. Why is it his DNA? Well, an apostle. Apostle, apostolu in the Greek means sent one. And so if there was ever a sent one, it was Jesus. God so loved the world, he gave, he sent his son. 
Jesus is the apostle from the throne of God to bring the government of God to establish and build the kingdom of God. He is the apostle of all apostles, the sent one from heaven. He is a prophet. He's the prophet of prophets. He, in fact, is the word become flesh. Every prophecy that was ever uttered in Scripture by any prophet was, in fact, the voice of the Logos, Jesus. He's the prophet. He's the evangelist. Did he come to bring a message? Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He came to bring the kingdom. He demonstrated the kingdom. And he reached out to Jews and Gentiles alike to win the lost. His ultimate evangelistic effort was on the cross to save the world. He is the greatest evangel and evangelist. Was he a shepherd? Is he a shepherd? Yes. He came for his sheep. He came to tend the flock of God. He came to bring all those. He said, there are even those who are not of this fold here. He meant the Gentiles. He came to bring a fold in all throughout all cultures, all races, all people. He's the shepherd who tends and cares for his flock. Is he a teacher? He's the greatest teacher there ever was. The testimony was, this man teaches greater than any Pharisee or scribe I've ever heard. He had authority when he preached, when he spoke. He brought clarity to the understanding of the law, the revelation of the Father. This is the DNA of Jesus. Do you think we need these five aspects to win the world? Do you think we need these five things? You know what? We really don't. I mean, we've really got good churches today. We really have great programs. Our programs are good, and and maybe with enough money... And talented people, we're going to win the world. Do you think? I don't think so. If we would understand the depth of the DNA of Jesus that is within this body, within our body, we do not need to mimic the world. We do not need to imitate businesses. We don't need to look at business plans for a success. We don't need to cut another album to hopefully win some. That's great for evangelism. But I'll tell you what, if the fullness of the DNA of Jesus is operating, this thing is going to win the world. We've got to get back to the plan and the provision that God has made. Now, who is really this for? Who has the DNA of Christ? Well, we say These gifts were given to the church so that there'd be some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some shepherds, and some teachers. See, there's just some. So what does that mean? So it, it looks like this, that basically it's not just the some. Consider that if we have some apostles, some prophets, that means out of the body of Christ we've got a few apostles. We've got a few prophets, we've got a few evangelists, we've got a few pastors, and a few teachers. What does that make the rest of us? I don't know. Sheep. (laughs) 
Jesus says, go win the world and I'll give you five guys. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> back. Get back. Get back. To think. Now, obviously, there are going to be those who have the apostle apostolic DNA in them, and they will be leaders. We need leaders, and they will lead. But what are they going to lead the body in? How to be apostolic. We need prophets among us. They'll be lead prophets to teach the church how to prophesy. We need evangelists who are going to be powerful evangelists, but what they're going to do is train those who have the evangelistic DNA to rise up wherever you are. It's not a select few located in a few places. No, the sum is actually this. This is my understanding of it. Some to be apostles, out of the whole, some to be evangelists, some to be prophets, some to be pastors, some to be teachers. We all operate in the fivefold. We all have the DNA of Jesus. It's not these five uh, offices that are a select few that have it though they are leaders, but in fact, Scripture says in Romans, for those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We are all being conformed to the image of his Son. The way we're being conformed is by the DNA of Jesus, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Not them making you that, but you actually becoming that aspect of his DNA. You have that aspect of Jesus. Some of you lean towards the aspect of apostolic. Some of you lean towards the aspect of prophetic. Some of you lean towards shepherding and caring. You know, I have four children, and they each look like my wife and I, but distinctly different. They have characteristics of our DNA, but yet they are their own. Some gravitate towards me with maybe uh, their sense of humor. Some gravitate towards my wife with maybe their smarts. Some gravitate towards me with, I don't know, they're still finding out. But see, so it is with us. This fivefold DNA of Jesus is not for a select few, it's for the entire body. It's so that if in this body we've got fivefold right now, we don't have to wait to pay for an apostle to show up. We don't have to invite an evangelist in. You're here. He goes on and he says this in 2 Corinthians 3:18: and we all are being transformed into the same image. What is that same image? Jesus. From one degree of glory to another. We're growing up. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. He gives us the DNA of Jesus. Does this make sense to you? If the church would get on track with this, every church would develop a fivefold within their assembly. Is essential. <clears throat> But what we've done is this, we've made leaders sit above the body, that's how we've read that, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, to equip the, the saints, you're the saints, to equip the saints. So they got the info and they're going to tell you what to do. But don't you have the same spirit? Of course we need teachers, of course 
we have these directives. But what an apostle's going to do for the body of Christ is to teach it to be apostolic, to raise up the apostolic in you. We need prophets to prophesy and teach and train those of you that have that prophetic niche of the DNA of Jesus. You lean towards it. Haven't you ever realized the people you hang out with? Some of you are annoyed by the evangelists, right? You really don't hang around with the other evangelist people. Take a look at it. You, each, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not that guy. Some of you are shepherds and teachers. You get together and you just, oh, look at what I learned today in the Word. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I love the Word of God. That's great. Yes, but we must go. After I'm done studying, this is so awesome. <laughs> we, we gather like-minded and, and we move in that. And that gift, there's a mix to it. But what we've done is we've made it a few leaders over all of us. But that's not even New Testament. This is New Testament. The leader moves. Yes, we have someone who is an apostle, someone who is apostolic in the DNA of Jesus. And what would a good apostolic leader do? Get in the body of Christ, not rise up and show up in a limo. Get in the body and do the work with the people. And those gravitate with them, become apostolic as well. This is the fivefold that God has provided for the body. Yes, there are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers in position and in offices. I'm not taking that away, but you can't stop there. You can't make it boss and workers. It is in all of us. And so throughout your life, you're going to find we've got apostles here this morning. Some of you are so apostolic that you didn't realize it, and, and, and maybe you're not doing something in the church, but you're apostolic because of the business you run, you started, and you're effectively running your area of business. That's an apostolic mindset that establishes and, and makes things as, execute and work. Many of you are prophetic, and you, and, and you walk in that prophet because you're holding uh, the politics, you're holding the nation, nation you're, you're holding your neighbors, you're telling people what is right, what thus saith the Lord is, what is the word declare for this hour. You're prophetic over your neighborhood at work. Some of you are evangelists. You don't have to be on a stage, you don't have to have a speaker system, you don't have to speak to thousands, but you can be an evangelist to one or two at Meyer or, or down the street. You hold a Bible study at work to reach the lost. You're an evangelist. Grow in it. What this is the equipping of the saints. Do you get that? This is the equipping so that there will be a full range of the fivefold ministry of Christ. When we got saved, Jesus didn't just get a pile of bricks. He's not just putting a bunch of people in a church. Each of you has a place in the body of Christ through this fivefold. Find it and find your place. Amen? You matter. To each one of you is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Through the series, we're going to call out what is apostolic. Some of you are going to find out that's me. You know what's funny is, what, what, what's this new thing everybody's talking about? It's, it's not, uh, you know, are you a number two? Are you a number five? What's that word? Ana, ana, anagram? Anagram. Is that right? 
Shout it out, my love. Enneagram. Anyone you want. <laughs> Enneagram. This is taking the church. Everybody's into this. I'm a number eight. I'm a number three. I'm a number two. I mean, it's kind of accurate. It's very interesting. What if the church would say, I'm a number one, I'm a number five, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher. That's what I want you to get to understand who you are in Christ. I've got a gifting of apostolic and shepherding. That's me. That's, that's how I move, that gift mix of apostolic and shepherding. What about you? And we're going to discover this. And what you're going to find out is I have value to the kingdom of God. I'm not just a pile of bricks that comes into the church and sits. I, in fact, operate out of these things. I didn't even realize it. In junior high, I was apostolic. Half of you don't even realize the fivefold that you are. Because the Spirit of God is in you, and if the Spirit of God is in you, so is the DNA of Jesus, so is the fivefold. So we need to wake it up and put it into work. So let me help you remember the fivefold, because you need to get used to this and you're going to get absorbed in it, okay? So the fivefold DNA of Jesus, so that we collectively will look and act like Jesus. How many of you think we need that at C3, right? Amen. The church universal needs this, right? All right. So here's one way to remember the fivefold ministry, okay? So the thumb represents apostle. Why? Because like the DNA spine, it can touch all other aspects of the fivefold. It's the governing. It's the leading. It's the foundational. Without a thumb, we're in trouble. Right? So, that's the apostle. The prophet is the pointer finger. Thus saith the Lord. This is the way it should be. This is the way heaven wants it to go. This is, it's the pointer finger. Some of you are very good at this. <laughs> Shouldn't be like that. Should be like this. Then the apostle comes in and says to the prophet, you're right, so let's build it right. Right? Now the middle finger is, careful, is the tallest because it's the farthest reaching finger. It wants souls. It wants to win the harvest. It cares that people are going to hell. And we've got to do something about it. That's the evangelist. The shepherd, that's the ring finger. That's the pastoral, the caring. While the prophet says, it's wrong, you shouldn't do it this way, and the apostle says, let's find a better way to do it, the shepherd comes in and says, stop crying, they mean well. We can make this work. The last of all is the teacher. The teacher's the pinky finger because that gets inside your ear. So we can instruct. And the teacher helps understand what is the best way to go about this. What's the word of God say? And so they function together as the hand of God. That's the body of Christ. That's how we should move. And so... We find the motivation of this fivefold DNA of Jesus. <clears throat> and when you begin to understand this, you'll begin to see it in yourself. That the apostle, what is the motivation behind the apostolic gift? And again, you can have a gift mix. You've got all five in the sense of Jesus living in you. But you're going to manifest 
that DNA that highlights you. So the apostle, what's the heart motivation of Jesus being apostolic? It's a heart for the whole. How many of you are concerned about the way the church looks universally? How many of you weep and pray at night over the church in America, in the United States? You're, you're concerned with what the church should be, right? That's an apostolic understanding. It's foundational based. You're concerned about the whole. Are we functioning as a whole? So often I have people come to me and say this or this or that, and I have to say you don't understand the big picture of what's going on. You have to see the whole of why we're doing this or this. There's a bigger picture. The prophet, his motivation is, what does the kingdom want to bear? What's heaven saying? They're listening to the voice of the Lord. What's thus saith the Lord? What is God saying for the now? Right? The tribe of Issachar knew the times, discerned the times, and knew what Israel should do. How many of you know that there is a should do for the moment from heaven? The timing of God. The prophetic is concerned about the timing of God, the creative timing of God. As the apostles looking out over the horizon to see if everything's all right, the prophet's saying, we need to move now, that area over here. What is the evangelist concerned with? The harvest. We must win the lost at any cost. We must win souls. People are dying. How many of you have a broken heart for your neighborhood? for your family. It burdens you that you see people lost. They don't know Jesus. That's a fire in you for the evangelist. The third is the shepherd. What's that heart motivation? People. Got to care for people. Got to take care of the people and make sure that we get, bring them along. Leave no man behind. The evangelist is like, go, 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 let's go. The prophet says, get it right, get it right. And the pastor says, come on, come on, come on. They'll do that. I'll help you along. And the teacher expresses what? Truth. How many of you can't get enough of the word? You gobble it up. You listen to the podcasts all day long. You watch the teachers on TV. You're in the word. You just can't get enough word. You can't get enough revelation. It's that fivefold of G's, that apostolic teacher. Now, imagine the body of Christ. Let's just imagine Christ Community Church. The apostles who are concerned about the whole, they're looking, they're wondering about the whole. They have an understanding of how the business, uh, the work should all be looking and moving forward. How about the, po- the prophets here who are getting a word from the Lord? Wait, Wait, let's, there's something coming. God's doing this. God's doing that. I feel that the Lord wants to do this. God's saying this right now. And the evangelist motivates the engine to reach the lost. We could shut the doors and just be us. Let's just perfect us. Oh, another new convert came in. Oh, now we're back to ground zero, immaturity. Some people act that way in their churches. That's why they don't grow. They don't want any new people in there. We got it just the way we like it. No, we always need to be reaching the laws, bringing them in, nurturing them, right? Those of you that are shepherds, how many of you have put out fires between people? 
How many of you have been mediators? How many of you have ministered the salve and the ointment to those who are wounded? And then the teachers, those of you who love to share, who love to educate, love to train. That's here. That's here in this assembly right now. We don't have to wait for the TV apostle to show up. You've got the DNA of Jesus. Now through the next coming weeks, we're going to help identify those in you. And by doing that, you're going to find a freedom, you're going to find an identity, and you're going to find purpose and calling. And you're going to see that it manifests at your job, in your household, with your family, with your neighborhood. You'll be surprised you're already operating in five-fold ministry. And this is the ministry that equips or makes you to become the full stature of serving like Jesus in this fivefold capacity. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I thank you for awakening us and calling us to the DNA of Christ. Oh, how we need you. We need to be you in this earth. The world needs to see Jesus and to see Christ in the body. May we stop being imitators of other preachers, stop being imitators of other people. May we imitate you, Jesus. The only way we can do that is through the Spirit of God and operating in this fivefold DNA of who you are. So I call it forth in each one of you. I call the identity of Christ to come forth in you. This is the true you. The true you is an image of a son of God. That you're becoming like Jesus in greater measure. You are beautiful. You are amazing. Let's put away the older things and put away the flesh. The flesh is the rebellion against that image of God. So let me ask you this. Amen and amen. Let me ask you this. Christ's community. How many of you find that there is a part in you that your flesh that works against the image of Christ that's being shaped in you? Yeah. So as we conclude today, I want to impart to you an unction of the Holy Spirit. This identity of Jesus isn't a killjoy. He's not a, a legalistic rule maker that says, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. He's the one who's setting you free to become what you were meant to be. But there is a rebellion in your flesh. In, in the sensory and mental capacity of who you are. It's rebelling against Jesus being formed in you, and we want to get rid of that. Do you know what Jesus said? Do you know how he said to get rid of it? He said, take it to a psychologist. He said, train it to do new tricks. No. There's only one way to deal with the flesh. Kill it crucify it. Amen? Amen. 
Everybody's trying to reform the flesh. Jesus had a solution. Nail that thing to a cross. So if that is your desire this morning, to get the flesh out of the way of who you're becoming in Christ, stand with me that I may pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think if there's any moment in this service, I just feel an amazing anointing right now. If there's any moment in this service that God would move and have you grasp, it's right now. For the Lord declared, be ye holy as I am holy. The only way for you and I to be holy is by the Spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit within us. And to crucify that flesh that you now have power over. Thank God. So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, who went to the cross, humbled himself even unto death, and put to death our identity in Adam, our identity as sinners, our identity as lost. He put it to death. I put that same attitude of the flesh to death. God, I ask for each one of us here that is standing, and Lord, those even sitting, those who are at home, Lord God, that would recognize the flesh is getting in the way of Jesus being developed in me. We crucify it now. Lay your feet down that they no longer walk in the patterns of sin. That you no longer walk alongside those who are rebellious. Lay your hand down the hand that picks up sin that picks up the things that give you some form of self-medication. Lay it down. The other hand that acts against the ways of God and let them be nailed to the cross right now. May our fleshly attitudes and nature be crucified with Christ. We nail them to the tree. And as Christ died, so shall your flesh. You have authority over it, power over it, know it, and may the increase of the Holy Spirit right now be poured into you in greater dimensions and rise up so that the power of the resurrection comes out in your decisions and in your life. You have authority over sin. You have authority over the flesh. You'll no longer sow to it. You're going to break the habits, break the patterns, and walk in the identity of Christ. I call out the apostolic. I call out the prophetic. I call out the evangelist. I call out the shepherd. I call out the teacher in you. Rise up, Spirit of God. Rise up, DNA of Jesus. And walk in full stature. And we put the flesh to death. And all of you that agree with it, say amen this morning.